0: How do you respond when a client or a customer asks for something that you don't offer, but they think you do or believe that you should? I recently had a colleague ask me this exact question. It is easy to let this get under your skin or at the very least, start that little voice of self-doubt in your head chattering. Why don't we offer that service? Should we? Are we missing out on opportunities? Could it be hurting our reputation to not offer the service? Will our customers or clients think less of us because we don't offer it? Or maybe just figuring out the best way to respond to the request causes anxiety. How do you defend your decision to not provide the product or service? Will our reasoning turn off potential clients so when they do need what we have to offer, they won't come back? How do we make sure our audience understands our scope of services? Do we even need to defend our decision? Successful brands are rooted in purpose and driven by the potential to make a positive impact on their customers. Welcome to the Pursuit of Purpose with Amy Austin. Each week Amy brings you practical advice to embrace the power of purpose in all aspects of your business and transform it into the central storyline for your branding and marketing strategies. Do you respond when a client or a customer asks for something that you don't offer, but they think you do or believe that you should? I recently had a colleague ask me this exact question. It is easy to let this get under your skin or at the very least start that little voice of self-doubt in your head chattering. Why don't we offer that service? Should we? Are we missing out on opportunities? Could it be hurting our reputation to not offer the service? Will our customers or clients think less of us because we don't offer it? Or maybe just figuring out the best way to respond to the request causes anxiety. How do you defend your decision to not provide the product or service? Will our reasoning turn off potential clients so when they do need what we have to offer, they won't come back? How do we make sure our audience understands our scope of services? Do we even need to defend our decision? It doesn't matter which side of this scenario you fall. A clear and concise understanding of why you are offering the services you do will lead you to the true answer to these questions. At some point in time, all businesses start to question whether they could or should add more services to their scope of work. It is a natural occurrence human nature, really. In her book, Teenage Waste Brand, Evelyn Starr shares her observations on how brands just like teens experience an identity crisis. A time in their lives when they start to question who they are, what they are destined to do, whether their friends are the right friends for them, and why they do or like what they do. Does this sound familiar? We have all been there. Now, think about your brand as it has grown and evolved. Have you wondered if you are doing the right thing, serving the right people, offering the right services? Again, I bet you are shaking your head while listening to me say those words. Am I right? Let's talk about the first set of questions I mentioned, the ones that have you second guessing and maybe even starting to offer services that aren't what you want to do but feel you need to in order to keep your clients happy. First, let me say, I have been in this position. The work I do for clients is focused on brand strategy, but often my clients will ask me to be involved in writing copy or creating ads for them. Is this something I can do? Yes. Is it something I want to do? No, not really. When I started my business nine years ago, I often ventured into doing work that was not part of my core service offerings because I felt I needed to in order to keep my clients happy or to keep a prospective client interested in working with me. And initially, it was okay for me to venture into these extra services because it helped me understand what I did and did not want to do. Let me share an example with you. Early on in my business, I worked with a wedding planner to gain clarity and consistency for her brand and reintroduce her business after she had been silent for several months due to personal health issues that she had faced. We worked hard to define who she was, how she was different from other planners in a very competitive market, and why she was the right choice for the couples she served. As we finished this strategy work, we developed a list of tactical strategies that she needed to do in order to get her marketing in line with the new brand positioning that we'd defined. One of these tactics included redoing her website. I helped her find a web developer and designer, and then ended up serving as a liaison between her and the vendor throughout the process. Even though I was knowledgeable about building a website, And it was helpful to have me serve as a translator between the vendor and my client. I was miserable. The experience reminded me why I chose to focus on strategy rather than tactics. My expertise, talent, and passion are in strategy, not in tactics, especially tactical strategies that change quickly due to the evolution of technology, aka websites. So, If you aren't staying current with the industry, you're going to fall behind pretty quickly, which is what happened with me. Why did I agree to do this for my client? Because I wanted her website to be a success. I wanted to make sure that it was in alignment with the brand strategy that we had outlined for her. And ultimately, I didn't want to disappoint her. What did I learn from this? I could have made the recommendation and served as an advisor during the process, someone that she could share the drafts and progress with for the sole purpose of keeping it on brand. And both of us would have been happier in that situation. I'd still have been involved in the process, but in a way that was more aligned with my own vision for my business. I wouldn't have known this had I not done that work. Let's go back to that list of questions. I felt I was missing an opportunity if I didn't add that work to my scope of services. And, like I said, I felt like I would be letting my client down. These were nothing more than stories I was telling myself, assumptions that I was making. And in the end, I didn't do the work to the standard that I have set for myself. Had I not had the relationship that I did with my client, doing that work for someone else would have certainly led to a ding in my brand's reputation. As I reflect on this example, I'm happy to have recognized the problem early on and stopped it from becoming a habit or an expected part of the work that I do. If I had continued down this path, I'd be drawing the attention of the wrong audience and would be stuck digging myself out of a situation that I didn't want to be in And frankly, I may have even been wondering how I got there to begin with. When we let our audience dictate what services we offer, we aren't doing them any favors, at least not in the long run. What they are getting is the service they need, but likely not at the level of quality that they want or that you want to be associated with. You're directing energy towards an effort that is not aligned with your skills, your passion, or your desired vision. You become frustrated and tired, and when you take a moment to look up, you realize that you've missed opportunities that more closely align with your vision than what you've been spending time doing. There is no win-win in this situation. Only lose-lose. Ultimately, what was happening is the wrong audience or wrong service has held you back from doing the right work with the right audience. If we bring this back to the idea of the challenges that teens face as they mature to adulthood, consider this. If your client is taking more time than is necessary to complete the work, maybe they require a lot of hand-holding to get a project done, or they are demanding that you work on evenings or weekends, which is outside your regular business hours, or they want their requests filled in a short time frame, resulting in you spending more time on their work than on other clients. This is an example of your customers bullying you and your brand. If you find yourself in this situation, it is time to move on from that customer or client. In the long run, your brand will benefit from this action. Your time and attention can be focused on those who are the best fit for you and appreciate your expertise. Now, if you are consistently being asked to do something that is outside of your scope of work, I recommend you take a closer look at your messaging. Are you clearly defining the work that you do? Or is there room for a broader interpretation or definition of the services than what you actually do? For example, I used to get a lot of calls about doing graphic design work. What I came to realize was that there were multiple definitions of what marketing and branding meant, and that by not being clear in my own messaging, I was attracting people who felt marketing was the same as design and that branding meant a logo. Take a look at your own messaging, or better yet have someone you trust review it and make sure you haven't left key points open for interpretation. So after you've reflected on all of this, how do you communicate this disconnect with those who are making the requests? Approach the conversation with an understanding that just because this isn't the right fit now doesn't mean you and this potential client won't get to work together in the future. Acknowledge that their problem is real. As you help them understand your position, include why you aren't offering the service they are requesting. You made the decision not to include this in your scope of services for a reason. Share it with them so they recognize it is not about them or their request. It is about your bigger business strategy. If possible, offer them suggestions for others who can be of assistance and be clear on expectations of how and what you are able to do to be of assistance for them now and in the future. But what if your clients are making requests that are relevant to the services that you offer and could make sense for you to offer to more clients? That is an important point to consider. And my advice here is to take a deeper look at how the service fits into the overall vision of your business, as well as is it something that you can offer to others at the same quality as what you do your primary services? How does it make you feel? Is it logical and a natural fit for what you are doing? Will you enjoy and thrive from offering this service to more clients? Here are a few other considerations to include when you are reviewing this thought process. Determine whether the market size is sufficient to support the addition of the service. Will you actually have demand for it? Or will you be working to create demand? Do some market research. Is the market growing, holding steady, or is it shrinking? What are others in the market doing? If they are offering similar services, is it possible that you can be competitive? How long have they been doing the service? Is there still opportunity within the market to support your business as well as the other more established brand? If not, is your business in a position to be able to carve out in essence, steal a share of the market. Do you need additional training, equipment, square footage, or other significant additions to your business in order to offer this service and still meet the expectations of your client and of yourself? Next, do you have the relationships and partnerships already in place to support the expansion of your services? Think about referrals and testimonials or other relationships that might give you a good head start in the marketplace. And will the addition of this service become a source of repeat business or referrals from your current clients? If the answers to these questions lead you to a positive response and an overall sense of alignment with your business purpose, then you should consider this a viable option for expansion. When you are confident this addition aligns with your broader vision, the timing is right to expand. Brands you aspire to be like or look up to likely encountered similar situations. It is possible that the new services they've offered to their scope of work are the result of repeated requests from a client or a customer. In closing, pay attention to the requests of your clients and consider how these requests fit into the bigger picture of your business. Some requests may push you into an uncomfortable or undesirable position, and if that is the case you need to take the steps necessary to protect and preserve your brand. Other requests might uncover opportunities that you hadn't been seeking or considering, in which case your business and brand may grow and thrive in ways that you hadn't anticipated. But neither of these results will happen without a self-awareness of your business, the vision you have for it, and your ability to stay true to your purpose. A big part of the work I do with clients is helping them achieve clarity. What is important to them? Why they do the work they do? What problem do they solve for their clients? Why does their brand exist? These are just a few examples. And when they find clarity in their brand, their business, and the role they play in its success, they find confidence. Confidence to do what is necessary to achieve their next goal, the growth objective, make the next sale. Hesitation and uncertainty are now a thing of the past. Clarity results in focus in the form of confidence. It's very difficult to avoid distraction when you're not extremely clear on what you'd rather be doing. That quote from Jocelyn Glee really sums up what I do. So my question to you is what distracts you? And if you need help with that, maybe a marketing director on call session is just what you need to jumpstart some action. These Hour-long sessions are laser-focused on your needs and results in an action plan and resources to make things happen. Message me if you're interested in scheduling a discovery call. This has been the Pursuit of Purpose podcast presented by Austin Marketing. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. Head over to amyaustinmarketing.com for links and resources mentioned in today's show, as well as ways to subscribe and connect with Amy. Thanks for listening.